I just felt sticky at the yep. end of it. Um, yep. And it, again, I know other people probably love it, but it was, I won't be going back and. Welcome to Unscripted with Kirby Hossaman and Bill Petrie. In this weekly podcast, Kirby and Bill talk about the world of marketing, branding, and promotional products. Unscripted is available only at promocorner.com, the leader in digital marketing for the promotional products industry. Now, here's Kirby and Bill. And welcome to episode number 154 of the Unscripted Podcast. I'm your co-host, Bill Petrie. With me, as always, the good time player man, the admiral of Atlantic City, if you will, <laughs> the one and only Kirby Hossman. Kirby, how the hell are you? I'm doing well. I'm really excited that I got that high a title after just being in Atlantic City for what felt like a day. So yeah. thank you, man. I'm doing good. How about you? I'm doing great. Back from Atlantic City, uh, ready to get back to the, the grind, as it were, right. um, but just feeling very positive about things. You know what else I feel positive about, Kirby? What's that, Bill? Oh, I'm so glad you asked, Kirby. That'd be the good folks at Common Skew. You know, I want to talk a little bit about those Common Skew, Common Skew, I can't say Common Skew today, Common Skew shops today. So big picture, they have created some shops that's really a great answer for distributors who really struggle with those clunky complicated and, and frankly ugly stores that often require the services of an IT partner to create. Yeah. And I know, you know, you know right now stores fall into two two pretty big categories. The big scary stores for Fortune one thousand companies <laughs> and you know, have to be on Magneto or Shopify and are super expensive to build and just as expensive to maintain. Or it's the on-demand stores built by uh, some of the industry providers, and frankly, they're not as user-friendly as yeah. I think a lot of uh, companies would like. So where Common Skew shops live, it's right in the middle of all that. And it's a, it's a, it's a category that they see a need in, and, and Common Skew is so great at find, find, seeing a need and then filling that need. They're easy to build. They're perfectly integrated into Common Skew. They look gorgeous, as, as most everything from Common Skew looks gorgeous. Right. And they're inexpensive, two, only 2.5% two on what is orders with no setups at all. Yeah, and and I, when they talk about it being easy, I was a, I had the ability to play with some of the beta versions of this. It's really like it's in a scale of of one to ten or zero to ten versus how different it is on setting up just a basic presentation. It's a zero. I mean, it is it is super super easy to put together and super. What I like then is super easy to update, which is yeah. really nice because I don't know if this is like this for you, but my clients sometimes change their mind. Oh, what? Huh? <laughs> Yeah, so very, very cool. Yeah, no complicated inventory, no complicated purchasing methods. Common SKU shops are a frictionless experience. You know how much I love that phrase. Yep. They're a frictionless experience that eliminates communication hassles, complicated ordering, and multiple data entries. If you want to learn more, please go ahead and visit commonskew.com slash shops. You're going to be pretty happy that you did. Sweet. Kirby, you ready to broadcast at a... Saltwater taffy level today. <laughs> okay, cool. I like it. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll make a run for that. Awesome. And before we do, I want to remind everybody that the podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, and now on Spotify. Just search Promo Corner and hit that handy subscribe button. Now, Kirby, I'd like to go ahead and start off today, yes. if you don't mind. I want, you know, this is your, we, we just talked about it. Expo East just finished this past week. Right. This was your first time in, um, uh, Atlantic City, New Jersey. Yep. And I want to get your thoughts of uh, Atlantic City, number yep. one. Mm-hmm. Um, musings on the city itself. Okay. Some impressions from Education Day because you gave two education sessions. Mm-hmm. And what you saw on the show floor. Just give me, you know, this was your first Expo East. 
Let's have it. Okay, all right, that's fair. Um, okay, so yes, definitely my first time to Atlantic City. I was actually really excited to go check out Atlantic City um, just for that very reason, right? Um, and uh, as you know, I drove over. Um, and so I got there um, Sunday fairly early so that I could um, could go down and I've heard about the boardwalk and I wanted to check out the boardwalk. So, um, here, okay. So here's my take. Mm-hmm. I think Atlantic City, there. I, I understand what they're trying to do. Mm-hmm. It is uh, it is not for me overall. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you mean by that? I, I feel like, actually what I said to my wife is that I felt like with a big part of the boardwalk, they, they ruined a perfectly good ocean. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't go to the ocean for all of that stuff. I know some people do. Um, I just in I, I ran down the boardwalk and then the next day I had an opportunity to just walk down the boardwalk and take it all in. Mm-hmm. My my take on the overall boardwalk was I just felt sticky at the yep. end of it. Um, yep. And it, again, I know other people probably love it, but it was I won't be going back unless it's you know one of those where it's a business trip or whatever. Right. Fair. Yep. Um, now again, I didn't end up in any of the casinos, but again, that's not for me. Like I don't mm-hmm. spend time in casinos when I'm in Vegas either. Right. Um, what I was looking for was uh, forward to was the ocean. I, I did enjoy getting a chance to see that, but I, I felt like again it was overwhelmed by all of the, um, you know, just loudness and smoke and whatever. I, I, so um, overall um, impression of Atlantic City was, you know, I guess it was fine, but I feel like they ruined what is probably a pretty good thing. Okay. What about well, Education Day and the, the show and all that? Okay. I'll, so I'll, I'll I'll share my thoughts, but I'm gonna get all yours. Then you'll jump in, right? Um, so I think my overall take, uh, education day, I did, I very much enjoyed it. Would have liked to have seen more people, um, there. Um, but that's always the case with education day for me is I feel like I, I, I always want to see more people who are trying to kind of grow themselves. I was impressed by the people who I did see. I really got to meet some cool people. I, I'll tell you, it's, uh, the other takeaway was I feel like education over on that, you know, on the East Coast is a little different than sort of Midwestern. Like sometimes mm-hmm. I think in the Midwest, people are almost afraid to ask questions. Um, at Expo East, I had people who were totally comfortable asking questions mid-presentation. And I actually really liked that. Like that, I dig that. You know what I mean? Right. Um, because like, dude, ask the question when you're going. I know that probably throws other speakers off, but I actually kind of kind of get off on the idea that there was interaction. So that part was cool. Um, I thought pretty well organized and well run. And then candidly, I, I spent a little time on the show floor, but not a lot. I, I, uh, it was a travel day again for me. Um, looked like the, you know, everything was well laid out. Um, but, you know, I, I'll be honest with you. I'm kind of trade showed out. Yeah. Um, just overall, like I, I, I spend a little bit of time in a trade show and then I'm much more inclined to spend one-on-one time with, you know, sort of our suppliers that we like to do business with. So, okay. so that's my overall take, man. Okay. So you said something very interesting when you talked about the boardwalk, you said, I see what they're trying to do, but it's not for me. And my response is, what the hell are they trying to do? Because I don't <laughs> see it at all. I, when I look at the boardwalk, um, and I've been to Expo, this show. This was my first uh, – when I first got in the industry, Kirby, this was my first trade show okay. to go to. Um, and in, in Atlantic City, this is near 2001, uh, okay. 2000, 2001. We're right around there. Anyway, so I've been going to Atlantic City for years on and off. Mm-hmm. And I look at the boardwalk, and all I see is disappointment. <laughs> 
um, because I see what it could be. I don't right. see what anybody's trying to do because if I see what they're trying to do, I think they succeeded in making it a ramshackle mishmash of taffy shops, fudge shops, and T-shirt emporiums. That's what it right. seems to me. To, and then a, the occasional Ripley's, believe it or not. Right. So I see what it could be, and it's just not there. Right. Um, I, I look at Atlantic City as kind of a case study in unfulfilled promises of legalized gambling. Right. Um, you see giant casinos that are empty mm-hmm. uh, still. Right. Um, and you see where all the investment – I mean, there are two places of investment in Atlantic City. The boardwalk. Mm-hmm. And then right by the convention center, that area, they have an outlet mall that there's been some investment in. Right. Outside of that, the city seems to be, and I'm sure there are very nice parts of it, but what I've seen over the past 18, 20 years, the rest of it is crumbling. Mm. Um, I, uh, I, so that, that place always makes me a little sad. I'm, I'm not going to lie. To yeah. me, that, that place kind of bums me out. I, I like the – I will say, and now that you say it, I didn't go there thinking about the shops, but that mm-hmm. part was the part that kind of uplifted me. I was like, oh, hey, there's, mm-hmm. there's more to do than, um, than just the boardwalk. So yeah. that was a good point because I actually thought that part was good. Oh yeah, it's yeah, it's it's good. But if you and I walked a little bit outside of that, it's sketchy. It's yeah. scary. Um, I thought the show itself was good. I thought uh, you know I, I saw your session on Education Day again. You hit it out of the park like you always do. Presented very very well and, and under some adverse circumstances, you had some technical issues at the beginning um, or leading up to your your presentation. I thought you did a great job. And you're right, it is a far more direct audience than yeah. you get at uh, other other shows, and that's Which a good I, thing. I, re- I really did like that. Yeah, you you know how people are engaged. Yeah, and that's a great thing. Um, like you, I thought the traffic was was fairly steady on day one. Okay. Uh, day two of the show is always a struggle. The last day of any trade show, always, always, always a struggle. Right. Um, I, I, you know, but I, you know, a lot of people complain about that show. Mm. And they complain, well, it's in Atlantic City and that's the problem. Okay. Or, um, you know, we have too many trade shows, that's the problem. I think the real, ch- you know, it's not that it's Atlantic City. Atlantic City is not that horrible. It's just, like you said, it's not for me. But it's like drive, flying into Dallas and having to, uh, to drive up to Frisco. It's mm-hmm. going to take you about 45 minutes. All you oh. do is fly into Philadelphia yeah. and you drive 45 minutes to Atlantic City. It's not that big of a deal. Um, it's, it's, I think the challenge is it's really, Probably should be a one-day show, mm. um, but you know I, I don't know what the contractual situation is with with all that. But day two is always, always, always a struggle, yeah. and it's not a destination show. Most dis- distributors that come to that show drive in for the day, leave that night. Right. Most of them, not all of them, but I'd say a good eighty percent of them do. And so you know, whereas in Vegas. Um, or, or maybe even a Chicago or an Orlando or wherever, it's a little more destination-based. I don't think a lot of people really want to go to Atlantic City. Right. They will for, for a reason, but they don't go, oh, man, awesome, Atlantic City. Yeah, um, yeah and I bet that's – I guess that's – what you just said I think is exactly the right point because I think it was – built probably as a destination trade show and then you got to evaluate whether or not that continues to be because you know to be totally candid with you i i won't go back to that unless i I have a really strong compelling reason but to be fair i'm kind of far away no you know what i mean no i totally get that like i said you know that's a that is a northeast trade show right so you know one of the great things about having a northeast trade show you have a ton of people around right One one of the hard things about a northeast trade show 
you can get anywhere in two to three hours. So if I don't want to spend the money on a hotel or dinner and things like that, I can get out. I can go in and get out. Um, and so I think that's. I think it suffers from that type of proximity, but it's not because it's in Atlantic City. Right. It's no, just because right. it could be in New York City. You'd have the same same problems. Maybe not as maybe mm. maybe not as extensive <laughs> because New York's a little more destination based. Yeah, I was gonna but, say. But it's expensive too. Oh, it's so very expensive. So I, I don't sure. know. But overall, I thought it was a good show. I think the staff did a great job. Yes. Um, looked like the, the good traffic of the reports I've heard, you know, my informal polling of, of other people who were exhibiting, they felt it was a good show. So I, I thought it was a good show. Cool. Cool. Awesome. Yeah, and again, I think to we, we always try to give honest opinions, but I also think, you know, hey, I don't want to take a crap on, on people's hard work because no. PPI did a really good job and they and they continue to do it. So Absolutely. And yeah. and again, it's not easy putting these things on. Oh, no. No, okay. that's crazy. All right, Kirby. All right, so you know that I drove in. I, I do. I, I made the point of doing that because I, I generally fly, but one of my big things is if I can fly direct, I want to fly direct. Yeah. And as I was looking at the options, it was going to be probably a, the shortest deal, the best uh, flight combination because it was there was connections. I was going to be in the air like seven and a half hours or, you know, airport to airport or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then an hour from Philly to Atlantic City, for me, it's an hour and a half to get to Columbus Airport. Yeah. And so by the time I looked at it, I'm like, it will take me less time, actually, to drive the eight hours. Yeah. Um, and cost you a lot less, too. Yeah, um, for sure. It, it actually was uh, less, although I was surprised by the turnpike in yeah. Pennsylvania. Thanks, Pennsylvania. Hmm. Uh, like Literally, it was like 36 bucks. Yeah. one way to go across Pennsylvania. Yeah. I'm like, man, I really feel like I should have gotten more for my dollar there. <laughs> um, but anyway, um, I'm curious for you, and then yeah. I'll, I'll be super curious to see if the audience weighs in on this, is what's the cutoff? I feel like everybody's got a cutoff of, okay, what's the time I'll drive versus fly? What's yours? I don't know if I look at it that way. Okay. Um, I do, I'm sure it does factor in, but I always look. So again, probably same as most people. Is it if it's about the same amount of time it would take to fly somewhere, including driving to the airport, waiting for your plane, blah 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 blah. Mm-hmm. Um, if it's a, so, to me, it's a time thing versus a cost thing. Right. My time's far more valuable than the financial impact of, right. of buying a ticket. So if it's about the same time, uh, I will drive. Uh, I like the control. Mm-hmm. Like you know, yesterday getting out of Atlantic City. As I, as my car is service is pulling up to the Philadelphia airport, like right out of Central Casting or you know <laughs> your, your cheesiest travel movie, I get an alert that my flight was canceled, oh. and so I hop on um, my app, and the app wasn't really giving me a lot of options. Every time I pick an option for rebooked flight. Um, it would tell me that that flight was no longer available. So I called uh, the American Airlines Platinum Desk, got on the phone with the guy, and was able to get rerouted, and 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 that's fine. But now I have to connect because I had a direct flight, but now I got to connect. Mm. And it was and and if you know anything about traveling, there's a couple places you never want to connect through, and one of them is O'Hare, and that's where <laughs> I had to connect through yesterday. And he and he said I can do you can either do O'Hare or you can fly tomorrow, and I'm like. I'd rather fly through Vietnam at this point <laughs> um, because I just know what flying through O'Hare can can do to a travel 
uh, schedule. So, um, but anyway, but I digress, Kirby. I'm not addressing your question. No, so to I... me, to me, it's a time thing, and because I, I like the control, that's what I was getting to. I like the control. I can get in my car. I can leave when I want. I can get there when I want. I can yes. stop when I want. I can do whatever I want. I'm not um, at the mercy of of uh, uh, you know the airlines. I'm not at mercy of weather as much, right. um, and, and all of that. So to me, it's more of a time thing. So like the way you kind of walked through the reason you chose to drive. Um, is exactly the way I would look at it. How much time is it going to take me to drive door-to-door versus dealing with all the hassles that air travel can bring? Yeah, and, and I will tell you, one of the things that I struggle with, um, and you know, you can check it out on my vlog that I wrote about, or I, that I put together, but I struggle because I, when I'm driving, it's like pedal to the metal, I want to get there as fast as I can. And one of the things I did well was I kind of, gave myself permission to take my time. Mm-hmm. I left ridiculously early on Sunday so that I just could, I, like I, whatever time I got there, I got there, but yeah. I, I knew I'd get there at a, at a decent time. So right. if I, you know, there have been many road trips where I will not allow myself to excuse my own bladder because I'm going to mm-hmm. get there by God and it's a miserable right. trip. <laughs> <laughs> and, and on this one, I'm like, man, if I wanted something to drink, I stopped. If I, mm-hmm. you know, had to take a pee, I, I stopped. It was just, right. it was no big deal. And that for me made it a lot more pleasant. I mean, yeah. I didn't didn't make record time like I often want to do, sure. but it made it, it was like, okay, this didn't suck as much as I thought it was going to. That's good. So, yeah. Awesome. Cool, awesome. Man. Let's do one more quick one before we go into our promo personal week. So I know you weren't on the trade show floor a lot. I know you right. probably only made two two hours or so on a Tuesday morning before you left, roughly. Right. Um, but I want to talk about a tr- apparel trends. You know, okay. there's a lot of, of apparel companies in our industry, and, and there are some really great ones. And I'm not going to start listing them because I'll leave somebody out, and then I'll right. get kicked in the groin for it. So I'm not going to name any apparel companies. <laughs> you get kicked in the groin a lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. I'm thinking of. I'm I'm actually thinking of buying a a cod piece to kind of block the kicking. Nice. Um, but anyway, I digress again, Kirby. What trend would you personally like to see in apparel that you just really haven't seen yet? I have an answer if you'd like me to go, or if you'd like to go ahead and, and start us off, that's fine. Uh, go ahead. Okay. Let, me, let me chew on this just for so a second. So the one I, to me that I, I see a couple people dabbling in, but no one's really committed to it, whereas it seems like retail and, more importantly, people who buy apparel have really embraced is the whole untucked shirt mm, yeah. situation with yeah. Untuck It. Now, I'm a big fan of Untuck It. They're great quality shirts. For those of you who don't know, so they're long sleeve. They're not only long sleeve, but they're predominantly long sleeve button-down woven shirts that are designed to be worn untucked. Right. So, it, it, you know, a lot of people, it's, it's a style these days. People have their shirts untucked. Um, but if you do that, a lot of times with a regular button-down shirt, it's billowy and you'll look like you weigh a 1,000 pounds or you're wearing a parachute. These are tailored. They they are they are a little more uh, slimming, um, and they look really well. They fit really well. And I don't see a lot of people in our, or a lot of apparel companies jumping in on that bandwagon. I think Blue Generation might have a couple of untucked mm-hmm. uh, style. They don't have the actual brand Untuck It, but right. a couple of untucked style shirts. I'm surprised there's not is there's not more options there. I'm, I'm right. stunned by that. Because we are, and I will tell you, just you know, as a distributor, I'm getting that question more and more and more. 
Yeah. Um, and I think SNS has a few options they've, that they've mentioned, but yeah. and I'm hardly an expert in that, but they, um, I know they have a couple. But yeah, I think that your point is well taken that there's not more. Um, the one that, and again, I'm not sure this answers your question, but I think the thing that popped into my head is so many more of our uh, end our end user, our customers are asking for the soft t-shirts. They don't yeah. know to call it a tri-blend. They don't know to call it butter wash, whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. They're asking for soft t-shirts. I think yeah. the trend I'd like to see catch up is the decoration. Um, so, you know, there are... Uh, places like T-Shirt Tycoon that, mm-hmm. that do the butter washing so that the actual imprint um, it is soft It's just as well. a soft, yeah. Right. And and I think there's several uh, decorators who are doing work, like a water-based ink, and it's softer, and that's a, a great uh, move in that direction. Um, but it's fascinating to me how many um, decorators are just happy to put the standard sort of Plastisol ink heavy mm-hmm. as heck on that. And it shows up worse yeah. on the soft shirt, right? Like, oh, yeah. and almost to the point where I'm like, I, I'd like to see a trend where decorators just automatically shift, um, you, you know, or help guide the distributor in that way because yeah. it's like you can ruin an incredibly great shirt with some crappy decoration that way. Uh, I think you hit on a wonderful, wonderful point. You want the decoration to be part of the shirt, not look right. like it's been tacked on afterwards. Exactly. Um, and I'd love to see more, um, especially with uh, um, uh, a lot of the technical fabrics, the mm-hmm. polyesters and things like that, a lot more uh, debossing. In, in embossing, mm. um, there's some people who do that, but there's not enough because I right. think that there's a, such a classy, subtle look, and it doesn't wash out. It never fades. Um, so I agree with you. Some more, I'm going to say maybe to, to crystallize your thoughts and do a little bit of a different spin because um, I think we're saying the same exact thing, more modern options right. other than a heat transfer, other than a silk screen, other than uh, embroidery. What can we do that really integrates the brand with the actual apparel piece? And by the way, I think I can I can literally hear decorators and like some of our suppliers in our Screaming industry who, who yeah who are going I'm doing that I'm doing that and 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 offering that. Um, but what are the things I would say is it's incumbent upon us as distributors to ask as well, right? It, to, it is. Yeah, so so not I'm not knocking just on the supplier side. We need to do a better job of kind of being creative as opposed to look. It's easy to do the thing you've always done. It's also lazy. So Yeah, I think we need, as, a, as an industry, I think we need to start taking uh, chances a little more with yeah. that. And kind of guide guide people where we think they should go, not just let them guide us. Totally agree. Speaking of guiding, Kirby, it is time for the promo person of the week. Whoop, whoop. As you know, it's dedicated to highlight that one person, regardless of age, gender, or affiliation. That one person in the promo industry who's grabbing our attention and making us take notice. It is my week to pick the promo person of the week. And I am going to have selected, by the time I get done talking, the one and only Daryl Cook from PPAI. If you don't know Daryl, but you've been to any uh, expo, Mm -hmm. any Expo East, you know his work. So he is, I forget his exact title, but he is in charge of all the uh, trade show events at PPAI. He puts all those on, and you can imagine what a delicate orchestra uh, that is to really conduct. And he does a superb job under sometimes very adverse conditions. And so put on a show in Atlantic City, 
Um, to put on a show in Vegas, it takes an incredible amount of foresight, an incredible amount of planning, and then most importantly, an incredible amount of execution with his team on site. And I will tell you, as a person and a company where we exhibit at a trade show, a guy like Daryl Cook, who you talk about attention to detail and his team, same thing, make it easy for us to get in and out, set mm-hmm. up, and conduct our business at the show. So when things go wrong and things always go wrong, I never know. And right. that's the sign of someone who's running a really good, tight organization. So I don't know if you know Daryl, but I'm wow, actually what a great job. super excited that that you have uh, brought him up. I don't know Daryl. I think I've seen him around. I actually literally, as you're talking, went to LinkedIn on his profile. Um, but yeah, I, I love that you're bringing uh, to my attention and hopefully other people's attention maybe some behind the scenes uh, rock stars who, boy, you're exactly right. Anybody, I mean, I've put on very small events in comparison yeah. and the level of detail that you need, the level of leadership you need to make one of these hum, it's amazing. So so kudos, that's a good one. Yeah, Daryl's a great guy. I've known Daryl pretty well for, for a number of years and, and just, you know, he's a pretty quiet guy, but man, does he get things done. So Daryl, a virtual box of high fives is on its way to you. Hey, you know, I think it's interesting. Last year you promised, or last week you promised Brittany David I was going to send her all this swag, and you're yep. just you're promising high fives. Well, Kirby, I'm promising <laughs> good times and good warm feelings. I know Brittany a little bit better than I know Daryl, <laughs> and so I know that Brittany – you see, Daryl lives in Texas. Brittany's from Texas, as I am, and so I know the things Brittany misses from Texas, and that's Shiner – and uh, right. Whataburger spicy ketchup. Yeah. I, I don't. Daryl has access to all of that. So, uh, Daryl, the best I can do is a virtual box of high fives. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Love it. All right, Kirby, ready for a little fill in the blank? I am. Excellent. Fill in the blank is brought to us by the good folks at Hall's ID Line. You know they are a 48 year old run family company. And they have a staff, though, that has hundreds of years of combined experience. They have a great online inventory program that distributors can not only put badges into, but also mouse pads and counter maps. And they have an entire new product line of coasters. And they offer free spec samples and other marketing materials with their logo and de- with uh, distributor's logo and details on it. What I love about this, they have a website for free self-promo, and it's selfpromo.idline.com. You can upload your artwork, Mr. and Mrs. Distributor, and the specific details, and they will produce 100 free re-sticket calendars, which are great little leave-behinds, great marketing materials. Keep your presence in front of your end users for the entire year. That's 365 days if you're not counting leap year. And they're, like I said, they're repositional decals. Keep your name right in front of your client. So go ahead and visit selfpromo.idline.com. You won't be sorry you did. Kirby, I've got a theme this week for fill in the blank. Are you ready? I am ready. The theme this week is road trip, which we touched on briefly earlier as we talked about your journey to uh, lovely Atlantic City Mm -hmm. for the show. So regardless of the reason, Kirby... During the 48, oh, I'm sorry, 483.9 miles from your house to Atlantic City, and yes, I actually mapped that out, you stopped blank times. I, I think I stopped one, two, three, four times, I think, on the way there and three times on the way back. Okay. Um, and actually, it's funny, based on what we talked about earlier... My trip out there was more pleasant than my trip back. Yeah. My trip back, I was really trying to 
I was doing exactly what I said I didn't want to do. I was trying to pedal the metal. I was trying to get home. Mm -hmm. Um, and it was a less pleasant drive. Um, you know, and so, uh, breaking it up, stopping at a couple of the rest stops that my $36 paid for, um, and just kind of stretching my legs and it, it added to my enjoyment of the trip for sure. Excellent. Cool. Yep. All right. My fill in the blank uh, theme is Expo East or Atlantic City, you know, kind of both, right? All right. So the amount of time you spent in casinos was? Zero minutes, zero seconds, Kirby. I do love to play craps on occasion. Um, Okay. But I stayed at the Sheraton because of the proximity to the convention center. I'm there to work. Right. Um, and so there's not a casino attached to it, so I didn't go to the Borgata to casino it up. Um, yep. I had a and, feeling, but just thought I'd ask. Yeah, it's just <laughs> not. It's just you know, and and the casinos in Atlantic City are a little little tough. Um, okay. They're 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 a little they're a little sad for, okay. for my liking. Um, so no, zero point zero seconds and minutes. Got it. Okay. Okay, Kirby, you've mentioned it a couple times, and hopefully we haven't belabored the point. Blank was the feeling you had when you realized that driving the full length of, of the Pennsylvania Turnpike <laughs> cost you over $36 each way was. What was that feeling? Uh, shock. Honestly, I, like that was, like I've kind of, you evolve into annoyance later, but at the moment when you pull up and you're thinking, I, I mean, I was really truly thinking, oh, this will be 10 or 12 bucks. Yeah. And she said, you know, I, I brought cash with me. And when she said $35.90, I was like, Oh, wow. Did um, you have the cash to pay for that? I did. Wow. But it was one of those where I'm like, oh, well, I guess I don't, I'm not going to have nearly as much cash for the trip. Right. <laughs> so, yeah, shock. That was, shock. That was something. All yeah. right. All right. The amount of time you spent on the boardwalk was? 0.0, 0.0 minutes <laughs> and seconds, Kirby. I mentioned it earlier. I've been to Atlantic City. I'd say probably 10 times over the past 20 years, roughly. Um, I've been to, I, I don't stay near the boardwalk, so I don't go on the boardwalk. Um, so zero, I, I again, I, I know what it is. It, like, I know what I feel like it could be and it's just not there. So it's so, not my scene. I'm asking the question, by the way, just to kind of yeah. belabor the point that, yeah. you know, the things that you would think are destinations mm-hmm. are not necessarily destinations for many people. No, like I said, I, 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 the times I've been on the boardwalk, I look at it and I think this could be one of the coolest places in America. Mm-hmm. And again, it's t-shirt shops, it's ta- saltwater taffy and fudge. Right. That's, and, and a Ripley's, believe it or not. And a, and a few very sketchy massage places, yes. Whoa, okay. Hey, I'm just telling you. I was surprised. Kirby! (laughs) The most beautiful part of your drive was blank. I Honestly, okay. So I'll give you a positive for Atlantic City. It was going into Atlantic City, sort of down the expressway, seeing water on on sort of both sides of me. Mm -hmm. I I am a huge fan of water. Um, So anytime I feel like I'm getting closer to the water, closer to the ocean, that brings me a great deal of peace and joy. Mm -hmm. Uh, So that was probably my favorite part. I will tell you, there is not a lot to see on 70 yeah right so it's it, it is what it is so i would say both the time that i arrived in atlantic city and the time that i pulled back into my driveway in kashakta i thought you might answer that so okay good, good. Yeah. all right the amount of time you spent in education at expo east was 
Uh, 47 minutes. Um, <laughs> okay. Exactly. That's how long I was in your session, Kirby. Okay. Um, that was on uh, education day. Mm-hmm. Um, I had to jet a little bit early. Uh, we had a rack board meeting That's um, right. that yeah. afternoon, so I would have stayed for, for yours and maybe a little bit more, um, but it just wasn't in the cards. Um, so I, I started your session. I think I bailed right about the 47-minute mark, yep. so 47 minutes. I knew you did some, so that's yeah. good. Yeah, awesome. absolutely. Um, okay, Kirby, um, blank is what you did predominantly to entertain yourself during the drive. In other words, what were you listening to? Mm, yeah, no. I, I I brought two books. I finished one book. I got halfway through another book. Um, one was the three hour effect about spending three day or three day effect, spending mm-hmm. three days in nature. Mm-hmm. Um, one is um, raise your game. It's written by a basketball consultant about how to be better in business. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I listened to podcasts. So Gary yeah. V, Ed Milet, and uh, Seth Godin's podcast. So those, and then occasionally I would turn it off and just try and think. So that's what I was doing. Nice. Cool. Yep. And final one for you. The amount yep. of time you spent on the trade show floor was? Oh, uh, calculate 6 minus the 12. Add 4 <laughs> divided by uh, fudge. Um, I'm going to go ahead and say about 12 hours. Yeah, I was going to say, I figured a lot. Quite a bit, yeah. So all day, all day Tuesday, a little bit on Monday set up. I didn't set up, but just to go talk to a couple people. And then uh, a couple hours yesterday. So I'm going to go ahead and say 12. Nice. Yeah. Wow. So big investment. Big time investment. All right, Kirby. We are now at rapid fire. Now we went over. (laughs) We go over this every week. There's no real rule. There are some rules. Yes. But there's really nothing you can do to screw this up. There's no way you can get any of these wrong. Kirby, I'm going to give you two choices. Two choices only. You pick one or the other. Don't give me an explanation. You don't need to give me an explanation. I just want the first one that pops in your head. The one that feels correct for you. Now, I have a theme this week, Kirby, and it is game shows. I don't know about you, but I grew up watching, and from my perspective, the golden age of the game show in the uh, uh, late 70s, early 80s when my game show consciousness was uh, uh, became aware, when I became self-aware of that. So we're going to go game shows. Are you ready? I will do my best. Beat the clock or are you smarter than a fifth grader? Are you smarter than a fifth grader? The weakest link or win Ben Stein's money? Uh, weakest link. Cash cab or remote control? Remote control. Who wants to be a millionaire? Or deal or no deal? Mm, that's two good ones. I'll go, who wants to be a millionaire? Win, lose, or draw or the Joker's Wild? Joker's Wild. Uh, the Wheel of Fortune or The Price is Right? Uh, Wheel of Fortune for me. Okay. Family Feud or The Match Game? <laughs> Family Feud. Nice. Let's Make a Deal or The $100,000 Pyramid? Let's Make a Deal. All right. Password Plus or Name That Tune? Name that tune. Tic-tac-doe or card sharks? Oh, I'm going tic-tac-doe. Hollywood Squares or Jeopardy? Jeopardy. Um, <laughs> press Your Luck or Love Connection? Ooh, I'll go Press Your Luck. No whammies. <laughs> That's right. The Gong Show or Minute to Win It? Ooh, Minute to Win It. That's The fun. Bachelor or The Bachelorette? Oh, dear God. No, those aren't game shows. Uh, they are, Kirby. <laughs> That's just terrible TV. No. The, the, bach- the Bachelor or The Bachelorette, Kirby? Uh, I, I, uh, bachelor, wait, which ones are more women on? Uh, there uh, are more women on The Bachelor because he Then I'll would go be, with that. Okay, and la- final one for that. 
you already I don't even the last I'm at the last one now and you've already screwed this up. Again, I don't understand how this happens. The last one, Kirby. Yeah. The newlywed game or the dating game? Newlywed game. Incorrect. The dating game because <laughs> there's generally more tense moments in the dating game. Um, but anyway, again, you screwed this up twice today. That's a new one for us. <laughs> Unreal, uh, unreal. Bachelorette you know, is not a game show. It is a game show. And ladies, gentlemen, whoever watches a Bachelor and Bachelorette, it is a game show because there is a winner declared uh, at the end of the show. Thank Everyone's you. Good day. Oh, Kirby. <laughs> but you know who's never a loser? Who's that, Bill? That's, that would be the distributor that uses common skew shops. Yes. You're never going to be a loser there because they are going after that untapped ta- category of easy-to-build, perfectly integrated into common skew, beautiful to look at, and completely cost-effective. Those online stores that clients want more and more and more of, they're so beautiful and so well executed by the team at Common Skew. No complicated inventory, no comp- complicated purchasing methods, no complicated ordering. It's a frictionless experience that eliminates those communication hassles. Go ahead and learn more at commonskew.com shops. You're not going to be sorry you did, Kirby. As always, it's been a pleasure to broadcast at a taffy level with you today. And I look forward to seeing you next time. No whammies. Thank you for listening to Unscripted with Kirby Hossaman and Bill Petrie. Unscripted is available every Friday at promocorner.com, the leader in digital marketing for the promotional products industry.